Welcome to The Balance. I am your host, Kelly Rowland, and this is the podcast where we talk about all the things. For those in life who want it all, this podcast is for you. Hello, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you all know that The Balance Podcast is doing its very first giveaway, which I am super excited about. The prize of the giveaway is a gorgeous pair of earrings from Charmed Island. I am wearing them in the picture of the giveaway so you guys know what they look like. And a $50 Amazon gift card because if any of you are like me, you may have a slight Amazon addiction. So the guidelines and rules for the giveaway are found on my Facebook page, the Balance Podcast Facebook page, and my personal um, private group. So the easiest way to find that is just to hop over to my website, kellyroland.com. That's Kelly with an E-Y. And click the banner at the top to join the Facebook group and you will find the rules to the giveaway there. The giveaway ends on Wednesday, March the 20th at 11.59. So I am super excited about that. You guys make sure that you get in that giveaway. If you've already left a review, which I know so many of you have, if you would just let me know, send it to me, and do the other parts of the rules, then that is perfectly fine. So on to today's review of the week. This is from Walkin' Puppies, and it's titled, Such a Wonderful Podcast. A previous reviewer hit the nail on the head. Listening to The Balance is like listening to a very good friend share their ups and downs, losses, lessons, and wins over a steaming cup of coffee. I listened to one episode and have not been able to stop since. Kelly's vulnerability and willingness to open up is so inviting. She presents her messages to her listeners in such a relatable way. I've had no reason to find another podcast that can help me figure out this thing called life as a Christian, wife, and working mom. You won't regret listening to any episode. Plus, her southern twang makes it all the more enjoyable to listen to. Oh my goodness. When I read this this review, I just... Oh, it made me so very happy. And when I got to the end, I did blush just a little bit because... I try not to be like too Southern, but hey, it is who I am. So I'm glad some of you can enjoy the Southern accent, especially if you don't live here in the South. Again, you guys, these reviews mean the absolute world to me. They seriously do. Plus, they push the podcast higher in the charts, which means more people get to listen to it. So I would love it so very much if you guys would even hit pause right now and go leave a review because I definitely read them and it will be featured on the podcast eventually. So with that, let's dive into today's episode. It's gonna be a good one. Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Balance. Whether you are listening in from Italy, the UK, or Australia, 
which I am super, super excited to have international listeners or the USA. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. So I am extremely pumped about today's episode. When I read Lisa Terker's book, Becoming More, and let me just say, I have read several of her books and I recommend every single one of them you can get your hands on. The book Unglued may be my favorite book of all time, especially if you're a mom or you just have stress in your life. I recommend Unglued. Okay, so I digress, but in the book Becoming More, she tells the story of David and Goliath. And I know that we have all heard this story time and time again, but Lisa tells it in a way that I've never heard. She digs so much deeper into the story and the backstory. And when I read this chapter about David and Goliath, I just couldn't believe the truth that she was speaking and I resonated with it and I connected with it so very much. And immediately when I read this chapter, I was like, I have to do a podcast episode just about this story, especially because I connect with it in my own life and in my own journey to do this podcast, which is why I've named this podcast, My Imperfections Do Not Make Me Unworthy. My imperfections do not make me unworthy, and your imperfections do not make you unworthy. I believe that some of the kickback and some of the comments that I received, not directly, but indirectly, about me doing a podcast came from people's place of thinking that since I am not perfect and since I have struggles in my life and since I do not have a perfect marriage and since I am not a perfect mother, then that makes me unworthy of having a podcast where we talk about all these things. And you, you know this, it took me months to get this podcast off the ground. And I'm not going to lie and say that some of the reason wasn't because I myself felt like maybe I'm not worthy to have a podcast where I do talk about these, these things since I do struggle in my own life in these areas. And it really took a lot of soul searching And a lot of reflection to understand that no, I am not perfect, but I will never be perfect, but that I do strive to improve my life and to become a better wife, to become a better mom, to become a better Christian every single day. And to understand that God has given me a gift. He has given my heart desires and I am going to trust those things in my heart that God has placed there and that it would be an injustice and a disservice if I did not follow my heart and my dreams with this podcast and with everything else in my life and with everything else in your life. Because 
if I waited around for the day that I was perfect to do this podcast, I would never, ever get there because I'm never going to get there. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not being perfect. And I'm okay with knowing that I don't walk a perfect life in every area of my life by a long stretch because I know I'm getting better and I know I'm doing what I've been called to do. So in today's episode, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about how not being perfect and having struggles and still pursuing the pool of our heart that God puts in us is exactly what God wants us to do. So with that being said, I want to dig in a little bit deeper into the story of David and Goliath because there are a lot of similarities I think you're going to see with David and your own personal life and your own personal struggles. And some of you may know some of this, some of you may know all of this, and some of you may have never heard it before. But I'm hoping that by the end of the episode, wherever you're at in those categories, that you take away something from this story and from the way Lisa really takes a close work, close look into David and Goliath. So before we even get to the actual David and Goliath story, um, I think it's really important to note and to point out that, you know, the sons of Jesse were called before Samuel. They wanted to bring all the sons of Jesse before Samuel to choose a king. And initially, when this happened, David was not even brought before Samuel. They left him out because they didn't think that David should even need to be included because he was the youngest son and he was watching over David's sheep. So when they brought the sons forward, they asked, was this all? Were there any more sons? And, you know, that's when they said, yes, that we have the David, which is our, you know, our youngest son. And it's just an amazing thing. And it's just so crucial about and so important to look to see what David's position was in his family. He was overlooked by every single person. Every person. His own family did not even put him in a position where he could be king because they thought it wasn't possible and he wasn't worthy. So I want you to really, really let that sink in. To know that David was overlooked by everyone, but he was hand-picked by God. How many of us can relate to that? How many of us can look and see and feel that in your life you've been hurt, you've been betrayed, you've been overlooked, you've been let down, you have been told that you're not enough. And then to realize that that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when people overlook us and people reject us because that doesn't equate us to being overlooked or rejected by God. 
It actually means the opposite. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. David's story is an exact illustration of that. And guess what? My story and your story is exactly the same. When I struggle and when I go through things such as maybe, and this is a small thing, but people not supporting my podcast or saying I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. And when I go through with it anyway, that God delights in the fact that when I was made to feel weak, that it was meant to serve him and to make him look strong because I felt I followed through with something for him because he put it in my heart. So I just want you to really, really, really let that sink in to know that David was overlooked by everyone, his entire family. They didn't even think he was good enough, but God handpicked him. He looked nothing like a king. He was a small boy. He wasn't positioned to be a king. Um, you know, he he watched over sheep, but God didn't care because God looks at our hearts. You know, the world you know, looks at outward appearance, um, or maybe our position in life, how much money we make. But it, you know, it says in first Samuel sixteen seven that the Lord looks at our heart and that's what matters is what's on the inside. And you know what? The world can't see that. Sure. We can share what's on our heart and speak what's on our heart, but that's not what the world cares about all the time. And we're human and we have human hearts which are full of sin and we make mistakes and we hurt people, but God doesn't. So just remember that when the world overlooks you, that God doesn't and that he, he knows your heart. So when God chose David to be king, um, you know, you would think that they would train him up to be a king and that they would go through all this training to be so. But you know what happened once David was chose to be king? They sent him back into the fields to tend sheep. And I cannot imagine being chosen to be king and then being sent back to where I'm going to be working hard every single day. I'm going to be dirty. I'm not in a place of high position. I don't have all these luxuries and these things that you would think you would have. But that's what God did. God sent David back out into the fields and he was this time in this place of waiting. Have you ever been in a place of waiting? Have you ever been going through a tragedy and you felt like I'm never going to get through this? Have you ever maybe been in between jobs or you've had a lot of financial things happen and and you really question God's timing and you ask God, what are you doing? And I'm sure David definitely felt that way. And I know we all have felt that way at different times in our life. And that's when we really have to take a look and say, are we wanting this on our time or on God's time? Because God 
has a different plan than we do, and that's for an episode all in itself. Um, really, that's what Skylar and I want to write our book about, is really about God's plan versus ours. Um, but God God knows when we're ready for something or when we need something. And that's exactly what happened with David. He was in this place of waiting because he still needed training and he still needed to continue to serve in the area that he was serving. He was in the exact place he needed to be at that time. And in Psalm 23, that's kind of what it talks about. It talks about David's questioning, his wanting, his worrying, and he wanted God to recognize him. And he really eventually understood why he was in waiting and why he was in that in-between time. And that really, you know, when you get to the, the meat of David and Goliath and the story, you understand that all along that he was in training for that moment. And a lot of the times our own day-to-day life, we can relate to David in that time of waiting and his training because that seems like our life. We tend to people, we tend to our children, we serve our children, serve our family, we run errands and we just feel worn out and we wonder why we are doing these things. And you know, Lisa Wright, she says, God can use the task of my everyday life to develop my character to the point that it matches my calling. And that's what happened with David. It was in the fields that his character matched his calling. And that's exactly what happened um, with David and Goliath. It says, but David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. The uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine." Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. 1 Samuel seventeen thirty four through 37 So as you can see, David not only was equipped, but he had the confidence because he trusted that time of waiting, and he trusted the training and the experiences that God had blessed, them, had blessed him with. And I just think it's so cool and such an amazing story to see where David started. I mean, goodness, he was a king and he started as just a small shepherd boy who wasn't recognized by anyone in his family. They didn't think he had the position or the experience to be a king and God handpicked him because of what was in his heart. And it's just crazy to see the similarities because I know we feel like that sometimes. And I know I feel like that and the world can make me feel less than and can make me feel unworthy because of my imperfections. But knowing when you go back to that verse, you know, that he delights in our weakness and our hardships and then our difficulties, because that's when we turn to him the most and when he is most glorified. So don't let the imperfections 
deter you from following your heart and from loving God and following the dreams and the the what he's put on your heart. Um, I When I was reading the book, Girl, Wash Your Face, I came to the chapter where she says the lie that she's, you know, going through is I'm a terrible writer. And she got to this, I got to this paragraph and I started tearing up because when I read it, I felt like, wow, this is me and this is how I feel. And other people aren't going to feel that way because it's in my heart and it's my desire So I'm going to read this directly from her book. This is Rachel Hollis, Girl, Wash Your Face. She said, The definition of worship is the feeling of expression or reverence for a deity. Creating is the greatest expression of reverence I can think of because I recognize that the desire to make something is a gift from God. The freedom to carve out the time and have a safe place to create that art is a blessing of the highest level in a world where so many people are unable to have either. Every time I indulge in the art of creation without worrying about what the public will think of its craft in its purest form, and craft can be any old thing at all. Wow. When I read that, I... (laughs) I just, I seriously cried. She goes on and she says, Whether or not something is good or worthy is up for interpretation. And if you're unconcerned about others' people's interpretations, then everything you make is fantastic. I hope you'll remember this in your own life. And I hope you'll create for yourself. Do it in celebration of your ability to do so regardless of what anyone else thinks. So, goodness, girl, stop worrying about what everyone thinks. You're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. I'm not perfect either. And if someone holds that against you, then shame on them because they're not perfect either. So I am not going to let my imperfections make me feel unworthy or less than because God has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. If we let the opinions of others control our actions over what God thinks of us, then we are choosing the world. We are choosing to serve the world rather then serve God. And I believe that to my core. That is why it is so easy for me to launch this podcast into the world. Sure, it's scary to put myself out there because it's scary to have rejection or have that feeling of rejection or that people won't like me or they won't agree with me or they don't think I'm worthy to do this podcast. But God has chosen me. He put this desire in my heart and it would be a disservice to myself, to the world and to him for me to hold all this in. Just like Rachel Hollis said, it is a gift to be even to just be able to record this podcast, 
to be able to have this equipment, to be able to have a safe place, to be able to have this free time to sit down and record this podcast for all of you is an absolute blessing. And I would be 100% disservicing God if I didn't use my abilities to share this message in my heart with the world. So please remember that your imperfections do not make you unworthy. They make you special. They make you unique. They give you a story to share and to tell, and they give you so much to offer this world. Don't hold it in. Don't feel like you have to be perfect to do whatever it is you want to do in life. Because God has handpicked you. He loves you. I love you. I really, really hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you've really taken away and learned so much from David's story. And I can't wait to talk to all of you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Balance. For more information about me or to receive your free goal-setting guide, visit kellyroland.com. Can't wait to talk to you all next time.